0: round 40 and uh, no sign of precipitation again uh through the weekend but it may return uh at the beginning of the work week coming up uh it's time for let's talk vets and support comes from van gorders furniture featuring lodge and Adirondack styles as well as rustic collections with showrooms lake wampaw Pack, downtown Honesdale, milford pa van gorders furniture brings the outdoors inside van and i apologize in the delay for starting let's talk vets but we do have to just one more time let you know about all of this information from Sullivan County Public Health which has released four public health advisories since yesterday when it announced that an event at the Nutshell in Lake Huntington the night of November 14th has resulted in at least six COVID-19 positive infections since then few attendees if any were wearing masks so many people may have been exposed This morning, Public Health confirmed that two employees of the Monticello Walmart have tested positive for COVID-19 and may have exposed others while working there last Monday through Friday, November 16th through 20th. Because of how busy Walmart is, many people may have been exposed. And the second advisory today confirmed a Rock Hill Dollar General employee. That's a Rock Hill Dollar General employee tested positive for COVID-19, may have exposed both employees and the public while working last week, November 15th through 18th. And in the last advisory of the day today, at least four COVID-19 cases have been confirmed at Pepino's Restaurant in Calicoon, and uh, anyone there November 14th through 17th may have been exposed. For all these advisories and every potential exposure, public health advises those who may have been exposed, who developed symptoms, should self-quarantine for 14 days Call their health care provider or contact Sullivan County Public Health Services. Okay, thank you very much. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. Without any further delay, it is time for Let's Talk Vets coming up right after this message.
1: Hospital, a certified primary stroke center and level four trauma center. Wayne Memorial also opened a cardiac cath lab in 2016 and celebrates its centennial this year. WMH.org. Support for WJFF Radio Catskill comes from the River Reporter newspaper in Narrowsburg, New York, riverreporter.com, and from listener donations at wjffradio.org.
2: Good evening and welcome once again to Let's Talk Vets. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg. With the recent surge in coronavirus, we decided to do tonight's program from our remote bunker studio at an undisclosed location somewhere deep in the Hudson Valley. Bear with me while I check to see if everything's intact here. Let's see. C-rations from 1953? Check. P-38 ration can opener? Check. Check. Our esteemed panel of experts carefully selected to support only our opinion. Are you guys ready? Check. Generator. Check. Water. Check. Here's a a new box marked Governor Cuomo's Honesty and Integrity. I was wondering where that went. And let's see, here's another box marked President Trump's concession speech. Oh, he's going to need that. Yep. All seems to be in order. Let's do this. Our mission, as always, is to provide you with news, entertainment, and information of particular interest to our area veterans, active service members, and, of course, their families. As usual, we've got a busy program tonight. We'll chat with our friend Kevin Keevney, Executive Director of the Hudson Valley Center for Reintegration in Kingston, New York. But first, here is Don Shaw, Director of the VA Hudson Valley Healthcare System with the latest updates from the VA today.
3: Hello, I just wanna tell you what's happening here at the VA, as we enter the holiday season, I encourage all of our veterans to take steps to ensure their celebrations are safe and to decrease their chances of getting or spreading COVID-19 and the flu. So please continue to wear your masks, practice social distancing, wash your hands, and do your best to limit the guests at your gatherings to only the people in your household. Another important way to protect yourself is by taking advantage of our no-cost flu shots that we offer to our veterans. We've set up drive-up flu shot clinics at both our main campuses. And we also offer the flu vaccine during regularly scheduled appointments. If any veteran who's registered with us would like to stop by one of our campuses for a very convenient drive-through flu shot, you can stop by Castle Point Monday through Friday between 8.30 and 11.30 a.m. and also between 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock p.m or our Montrose campus on Tuesdays and Fridays during those same times. If you can't make it to one of our campuses, there are thousands of in-network community urgent cares and pharmacies where any veteran registered with the VA can get their flu vaccine this year. And if you need to find a community provider near you, veterans can visit www.va.gov forward slash find-locations. We want to make sure that we all do our best to protect ourselves and keep ourselves healthy. I also want to make sure that our veterans are aware that the VA does provide COVID testing. So please contact us if you're in need of such a test and make arrangements to come in to be screened. I also want to let you know, I want to talk to you about how challenging this year has been to everyone. And while we are trying to all limit our celebrations and exposure to other people, I also wanna acknowledge how difficult that can be and how tough this holiday season may be for many of us. So I want all our veterans to know that they are not alone. We are here to help in times of crisis and when they just want someone to talk to about how they're feeling. So please veterans who are in crisis or having thoughts of suicide And those who know a veteran in crisis can call the Veteran Crisis Line for confidential support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. And you would press 1, or you could send a text message to 838-255, or you can chat online at veteranscrisisline.net forward slash chat. Also, if you're registered with VA Hudson Valley and want someone to talk to, you can always call us to set up an appointment with one of our mental health providers or visit one of the urgent care centers at our main campuses. So if you need to make an appointment with a mental health provider at Castle Point, please call 845-831-2000 extension 5116, or if you'd like to speak to someone at Montrose, you can call 914-737-4400, extension 3115. If you're not registered with us and you'd like to take the time to register with VA Hudson Valley and access the many services that we have here to serve our veterans, you can call us at 914- 737-4400 extension 5100. In addition to our mental health staff, our chaplains also provide confidential services for veterans without a need for referral. Services are always offered at no charge and they even support the families of our veterans as well. So, any veteran who wishes to connect with one of our chaplains can call either campus and ask to speak with the on-duty chaplain. The chaplain will work with a veteran to find the best way to connect, whether it's over the phone, in person, or via our veteran's video connect. Additionally, the chaplains at VA Hudson Valley offer weekly virtual worship services. So there's a Saturday Catholic Mass at 4 o'clock p.m. Call 1-800-767-1750 and follow the voice prompt. Enter the code 57088, followed by the pound key, and you can connect virtually to our Saturday Catholic Mass. We also have a Sunday Catholic Mass at 9 a.m. Call that same number, 1-800-767-1750, but enter code 93206, followed by the pound key. And we also have a Sunday Protestant service at 10 a.m. That is the same phone number, 1-800-767-1750, and you enter code 24550. And these virtual services can provide an opportunity to connect with the chaplains for further follow-up as well. Simply let the chaplain know that you would like to connect, and you'll be contacted after the service. I just want to say thank you for having me on the show, Doug, and for being one of the biggest advocates for our nation's heroes. Have a safe and healthy holiday season.
4: Sat in that long line of barber chairs. And the sergeant asked him, Son, would you like to keep your hair? He said, Yes, sir, as he heard those clippers buzz and hum. And the sergeant said, Well, hold out your hand, here it comes. Simplified. Do or die So gone hold to go and pay the price Here's to leather necks Devil dogs and jarheads Paris Island in July Semper five. Sleep in my bed instead of a foxhole. I've never heard my boss tell me to lock and load. Ain't no bullet holes in the side of my SUV because the kid next door just shipped out overseas. Simplified or die So gung hold to go and pay the price Here's to leather nets, Devil dogs and jarheads In Paris Island in July Semper For the few that wear the dress blue Good high and tight, who are proud to be the first ones in the fight Simplify. Oh. No.
2: Before we get on with the festivities here on Let's Talk Vets, we have a request for your help from West Point. A veteran family of five has lost everything in a house fire last week in Highland Falls. The family is, of course, in shock as they process the loss of their home and possessions. But they are thankful to have one another. Urgent need is for clothing. Clothing sizes are as follows. Women's shoe size, 5 and five and a half. Men's shoe size, 10.5 wide, 7.5 wide, and 9.5. Women's blouses and shirts, adult extra large and adult medium. Men's shirts, adult 2XL and adult medium. Women's pants, 14 and size 6. Men's pants, 32 by 33 and 40 by 30. If you can help with any of the above items, please reach out to Brittany Allen Army Community Service Specialist, Installation Management Command at the Army Community Service Building, 622, room 158, USAG, West Point, New York. You can contact her by phone 845-938-3655. Kevin Keebney had uh, PTS when he returned to the world from Afghanistan. He was distant and preferred to be alone also had a pretty short fuse. So he did the logical thing. He built a boat. While he was working with his hands he was able to keep his demons at bay. While in community college he often discussed how he felt with his veterans advisor. If it worked for him, why wouldn't it work for other vets? Thus was born the Hudson Valley Center for Veterans Reintegration. Some 60 boat builds later the place is a hive of activity. They offer vets a place to unwind and speak with other vets about their common issues. They can also get help with their finances, learn to express their feelings with creative writing, access counseling services at the Joseph P. DeWire Vet-to-Vet Vet Center, also located there, or just simply hang out. So we're here with uh, Kevin Keaveny, who's a veteran, Army, right? Yep, Army National Army, Guard. Army National Guard and uh, was a career man, and uh, we met in Ellenville at a Veterans Resource Fair that was sponsored by Senator Metzger, State Senator Metzger. Welcome, Kevin.
5: Thanks for having me.
2: Okay. So you were National Guard, Army, career, you were deployed. Give us a little bit of a sketch. Yeah, so it, it,
5: it, the, the story's funny because I was a um, I was definitely a uh, character in the military, so always getting in trouble. I've Been demoted a few times, <laughs> but that was. I don't know
2: you that that's well. It's all part it, of the fun. It seems hard to.
5: But yeah, of course that all changed after 9/11. You know, my unit was one of the units that were down there and deployed the the day of the uh, the day of the attacks, and um, that. Oh, you that, were down on the pile. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah well, there's there's part of the recovery, recovery effort. You know, we thought it was going to be you know rescue effort, which no. Um so that was the day everything changed for me, you know, and it went from, you know, being a goofball and not taking the military very seriously for me, it was just hanging out with my buddies at that time.
2: And so that was a guard unit here in Kingston or? No,
5: that was I am from Staten Island originally oh, you're from if you can't Staten Island. tell. Okay. You know, my, my my country broke here. Right? Okay. There's the um the first hundred first cavalry, you know, part okay. of the forty second tankers. So that that's when I you know, for me that's when just things changed. And you know, I just I had a different mindset and I took my participation in the military very seriously from that point.
2: So you were deployed to Afghanistan? Yeah. Afghanistan two
5: thousand
2: nine, two thousand ten. Okay. Time home, you were <laughs> angry.
5: I was angry you're on the
2: edge, ready to ready to snap.
5: So I kicked the cats and probably
2: probably like uh, I used to be I, I spent my career in the field service business. Yeah. Going fixing electrical equipment. Yep. And we used to say if it wasn't for people, this would be a great job.
5: Yeah, yeah, and I had the very same issue. And, uh, yeah, so I just bought a set of boat plans off the Internet. I'm a water guy, you know, I grew up fishing and and all that kind of stuff, and I just figured that would be something to occupy occupy my time. So you
2: built what kind of a craft was
5: it? 18-foot Carolina Dory. Mm -hmm. Um, Primarily
2: a fishing craft?
5: Yep, it's it's a it's a fishing boat. It's just was designed for specifically. It's the uh, you've got the old, you know, the old schooners that would go out back in the day that would you know, go out and you know, catch cod, and they'd load these dories up, bring them back to the boats, and. Right. Um, Does
2: it have a sail on it, or is
5: it? it you can't put the sail on, and no, mine's got a big old engine on the back, so. Okay. It's, um, so it's, it's my fishing boat. My kids actually have it now, and they're fishing with it. Nice. I've, I've upgraded since I went back to school. I've become sophisticated now, so i <laughs> so I got to bought a sailboat. And okay. uh, that's where I spend most of my time.
2: Where's that, up here?
5: Yeah, it's here in Kingston at the Rondot Yacht Basin. Okay. Another great, great place with a, a Marine Corps combat veteran and his brother on the marina.
2: Well, I've been down there and eaten several times at yeah. uh, a couple of restaurants. Oh, down the
5: Strand, yeah. They're just yeah. they're just up the creek over from them. Beautiful. Yep. Great so people.
2: okay, so it was building that boat was cathartic, but it wasn't yes. the total solution.
5: No, no. What it did is it gave me, you know, I, I just recognized as I was building it that, you know, this, you know, there, there's something here. Like I said, up until I went back, went to actually went to school. My, Height you know, I'm not such a secret. I'm a high school dropout. You know, I was always a blue collar guy, hands on. Yep. Um, so at that time, I didn't know what it was. I just, I knew when I was working on that boat, I felt better. My family would spend time with me. There was just something—something something was something there. Something about that. So I put that in the library. I put that in the memory banks because, like, sure. you know, this might be good for for some other
2: vets. Something cathartic about it. Yeah. Right.
5: Yeah. So then I, you know, I went back. And you were to, going to
2: Ulster County Community
5: College? At that time, no. So no. that was—I I built that as I was still transitioning out of the military. Okay. Um, but you know, f- finished the boat. Blah blah blah. Fast forward a few years. That's when I went back to Ulster County. Went to Ulster County Community College. To do what? Um, so I was an IT guy, you know, I was doing computers IT. and stuff yeah. like that. So I wanted to switch over to um, and become a security analyst because okay. then I could work from home. I didn't have to deal with people anymore. Yep. Like you said, field service great, if, if, except for the people.
6: Yeah.
5: Um, but I was miserable. I met a great guy named uh, Frank Ruggiero down there. He was the co-founder of the center, veteran service coordinator of the, the school. I'd be in his office almost every day whining and moaning about, you know, I can't stand this. I was burnt, you know, just burnt. And because, you know, I was still struggling, um, it just wasn't the right fit for me. He picked up on it and says, you know, listen, you're you're a miserable bastard. What's going on with you? And that's when he started talking about, you know, what I wanted to do. And, you know, what might be a good career choice for me other than, working with people so I didn't want to end up dead or in prison. Yeah. Um, and that's when, you know, we started talking about veterans and, you know, my love for, you know, for boat building and woodworking and strictly an amateur, I mean, no, I yeah. mean, no formal training, I just like to, you know, like, like to work on this stuff. But, you know, we started having discussions on how it made me feel and how I thought that we can integrate that into a program where we could start working with, with the local veterans.
2: Um, so we're sitting here in a in a very nice um, set of offices, and it looks a little like a day room. I mm-hmm. guess uh, guys come here to hang out and use the computers. And yeah.
5: So this room here is modeled as um, like an MWR or a USO. You know, okay. so you come in, you've got the big comfy couches, television, computer access. You know, we've even got you know um, private rooms if they want to go have conversations with family or something yeah. over the internet. Yeah. So yeah. conference room and,
2: yeah, and then you've got a workshop which we're going to go see after we leave here, right?
5: Big old, big old, pretty workshop that we're just moving into now. A super upgrade from from where we were. We've been yeah. the com- community has been so so kind to us that it's uh,
2: so you you come here as a, you come here as a veteran and you talk and if you're so dis- disposed you can build a boat.
5: Well, yeah, there's so many different programs now. It's kind of when you first got here is what we were talking about. you know. So it's, all right, so we, you built some boats, you know, it's a successful program. Now what?
2: You're also doing some other stuff. I saw you were doing some writing uh, programs. So, yeah, so
5: that's the thing is, you know, so w- with the kayak building program, which is, you know, it's a great niche, it's very successful. When we first started, there was no one else doing it. Working um, together,
2: what a class of like six guys. Doing we know, yeah,
5: four to six, six to the max. This way, they can get that personal attention. Right. Um, if you go any bigger, we can't.
2: And they can talk to each other. And
5: they talk to each other. It's the traditional peer-to-peer setup. You know, it's the camaraderie, and that's it works. Yep. You know, but we also apply the basic so- social work principles to it, and that's how we. Help them, you know, where, wherever they may need some resources. Um, some some of the guys are just here to to hang out and be with veterans again.
2: And how many boats have you put through now? Oh,
5: I think we're I think we're on sixteen now. Um, yeah, a couple of new additions that you'll see. We're doing more than the kayaks now, so when we get and they all float you're when together.
2: you're done, right?
5: They've all floated. Um, the funniest thing at the boat launches, we don't let the veterans test the boats. Okay. So this is about so is it, confidence. When, when you
2: go to the launch, it's a surprise. That's the yep. first
5: time they're going in, and you want to see a bunch of big badass military men and women getting into the boats. And literally, we've had them with their, with their knees knocking, wondering if these things are going to float right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's about, all about it's confidence, cool. yeah. you know, confidence cool. in, in each other. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't lost anyone yet; they've all survived.
2: So what adjunct programs are you running besides the writing thing that I happen to know about?
5: Right, so yeah, so you said, so we're just, not all veterans want to build a a kayak, so we decided that, you know, we wanted to expand our our programs and uh, reach more vets. So, we have something called the Warrior Writers Workshop. Okay. Um, We had our, you know, some of our folks went down and did the training in Philly with Warrior Writers. What is Um, that? So, it's where, you know, it's where vets come in and family members and they express themselves on paper. And, you know, it's... They'll do. I think. In fact, the first one starts tonight. Um, okay. So they'll have the Warrior Writers Workshop here. They use prompts. You know. Now, do you guys run that, or
2: is there somebody comes in and does it? Well, oh no, it's us. Okay. Like I
5: said, so we had our our folks from the center went down and they trained with Warrior Writers down there, and now we're the program
2: up here. So, so we did some we did some uh, stuff. Larry Winters is a mm-hmm. mental health professional and a and a Vietnam vet came home an angry guy, and yep. one of the ways he started to deal with it was writing. Um, prose, I guess you would call it, mm-hmm. poetry, yep. and expressing his feelings, giving giving voice to his emotions, and it, and it helped him uh, to this point. So is that the kind of stuff?
5: That in essence, that is exactly what this is. You know, it's like the kayak program in a way. You know, so it's a bunch of bunch of vets come together, um, they talk, they share, and instead of you know getting their hands on the boat, they get their hands on paper. Okay. You know,
2: and, they and do sh- they, as, as they finish their pieces, do they mm-hmm. have an opportunity to get up and perform them in, in, in front?
5: Absolutely. Um, but that is totally Optional. their yeah. choice. Okay. They don't have to. Right. Know. So if you want to, you can. But no, not a necessity.
2: Any plans to put out uh, eventually a collection of these things?
5: They've been talking about it. So the folks that. Raise the some bu-
2: money for the center?
5: Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I mean, you know, when one, raising money is always great. Um yeah. But the, one of the the key features of the center is we, you know, we don't charge veterans for anything. They they, they deserve a hell of a lot better than. No, that. I don't mean the veterans. Well, no, well that's publish. what I'm getting. Yeah. But yeah. so when it comes to that, everything that comes in here, when you close those doors, yeah. Nothing leaves here unless okay. you unless you wanted to. Right. So if that happened um, and, and, the, and the group decided that that was something they wanted to do, I, I think it would be awesome. Yeah. But that, that's up to them.
2: The other thing that I, that I mentioned in, in conversation was the, um, the disconnect between the civilians and the military. It was always emphasized what an advantage it is for a vet or somebody that speaks the same language to talk to another vet. Yeah. Larry Winters said, you know, he said, because he was involved in something called the Civilian-Military Dialogue. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and this and, is, go ahead, go ahead. Right, so he said it's it's equally as important to teach a vet how to speak civilian, metaphorically.
5: That is so, that's why I've got, I get the smile on my face when you brought this up. Yeah. So that is what the Center for Integration is about. Okay. So our board, our volunteers... Uh, everyone who works here that it's it's not just veterans right we have a mix here and that's very intentional that disconnect is real yeah um but and if you want veterans to successfully reintegrate you need to introduce them to that civilian population because guess what they're good people out there yeah you know and and the folks that we have so you know all the civilians that that take part in, in our programs and volunteer. They all have a connection or a tie to the military, whether okay. that's family or, you know, we have some some that have lost um, um, loved ones in service and and, and and things like that. They aren't military, but they have the mindset that you know they want to help. They want to be there. Right. So when they come around, these folks. There's Roy here. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're successful you know, when you come in here, there's no pretension, there's no nose, no noses up in the air, it or anything like that, yep. and, you know, so, and you can tell by my, your wonderful voice and dialogue here is that, you know, we, this person. We, yep. we talk about, you know, we're pretty vulgar sometimes, but that, that's how you reach your veterans, that's, yep. you know, so your military service, that's, that's a part of the, that, you know, that was the part of the smoking and joking, right, that's yep. what we used to call it, <clears throat> so we have the, Hardened civilians that come in and they're ready for that and they're prepared for it. Right. They'll interact with the veterans, and you know, that's when we start that reintegration phase. Yeah. You know, that's that work. It's, hey, listen, this is awesome, and you know, this this is months. This isn't days. You know. Right. You know. So those are the, the things that we that we work with them for. And it's just you know, exa- you know, that reintegration, that that blending with civilian and and, and veteran, and you know, just. Giving them those opportunities to to see what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, how to be successful. Because let's you know let's, how to navigate. How to navigate? Because you know, I may I might be a little biased, but you know, I think you know, veterans in in the civilian workforce or whatever they want to do out there. These are people, who are hardcore, dedicated, driven. Folks, that when you get them where they ethic need to be,
2: is second
5: to none. Second to none is is an understatement. Yeah. You know, I mean, these guys and girls are animals when it comes to when they find that that desire, when they find that passion, when they find that purpose, they are there. Yeah. You know, and good luck trying to keep up with them. You know,
2: we used to joke: the good thing about Navy nuclear electricians' mates and fire control techs is they glow in the dark. <laughs> But the good thing, really good thing about them is if you're on a a a boomer, which is a big submarine, nuclear sub, and you're underneath the polar ice cap and something breaks you either fix it or we're all gonna die. Right. And that's how they approach it. Mm -hmm. Aside from the writing?
5: So we've got several programs that we have active right now. Right here is our vet to vet office. You know, so got my offices down there, and okay. then we've got Gavin Walters, who's our yep. new uh, program manager for Vet to Vet. I did an
2: interview with Gavin. We yeah, we're him. speaking
5: yep. about that. Yep. Great guy. And yeah, he is. He is for. I was very fortunate when we found him. Yeah, he's um, a terrific guy. He's he accurately represents Vet to Vet. You know, so will he be around today? Uh, he'll be in later on, because uh, okay. I actually have got a meeting a little bit later on with the uh, veteran service okay. Maybe
2: Maybe I'll get a chance to meet him, maybe I won't.
5: Yeah, we'll so great guy, you know, so he's heading up the Vet-to-Vet the vet program for us. Right. Um, you know, we've got the Warrior Riders Workshop, we've got the uh, Kayak Program, we've got a, the wood shop. we've got um, Financial Readiness Program. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, right. which is, and the, the guy that does it, he's, the, um, he's actually a trans-industry, he's going to become a president yeah. on the board, um, Dan gagden retired lieutenant colonel beautiful CPA yeah that ran his own business for for 40 plus years we just turned it over to his son who's was a colonel yeah and um, obviously CPA so so financial reading is perfect we've got a reemployment program that's starting
2: teaching uh, them how to write a resume and how to present themselves
5: how to present themselves we're gonna prov- provide clothing for them business attire
2: very
5: nice Um... That's being headed up by a woman named Jen, Marine, former Marine. Um, she's a nurse over here in Dutchess County and cool. uh, food pantry, um, mobile
2: um, workshop.
5: You know, so we can actually finally start going out to outreach.
2: So you put these boats together. Yep. And you just had a real big event. Where did that start? <laughs> Where did that, How many miles? What did you do?
5: So so we, we did, it It was a trip for awareness for uh, veteran suicide and homelessness. You know, right. Something I'm very passionate about. I sucked a couple of Marines to take a little trip with me.
2: Okay.
5: So we hiked up uh, Mount Marcy, that's uh, in the Adirondacks, and that is the highest point, the source of the Hudson River. So it was symbolic.
2: The headwaters, uh, was it a stream maybe?
5: It's a, yeah, it's a mud puddle. No kidding. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's, but you get up there and, you
2: know. How far is that from here?
5: Well, uh, I you know if you're going by river, it's about three hundred and fifteen miles.
2: <laughs>
5: no, no, I mean, so from so from here, from, it's it's from a, Kingston. Yeah. So from Kingston, it's uh, about a three and a half four hour drive. It is. Yeah, wow. it's 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 up there. Lake Placid, that area. Yes. Yes, yeah, so we went up there. How uh, we we hiked up with a giant pink unicorn, big ten foot pink unicorn. <laughs> uh, yes. yes. Well, that's why we did it because you yeah, okay. know so with very serious. Um, mission, you know, suicide and, and homelessness. Yeah, yeah. But we're vets, right? Yeah. So so we got to the top of the mountain with the pink unicorn. We had one of the marines went out into the into the into the lake. So the first thing that we do when we get up there is you know, we blew this thing up, put the Marine out, it's windy out, so he's getting blown back and forth. The unicorn is spinning around. We're not sure how we're gonna get him back in. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah.
5: So while he's doing that, you know, so we've got uh, a guy named Matt Russell, one of the one of the, the kayakers did our first dedication, you know, which was to a veteran that took his took his life, you know? okay. and um, so very serious. But as as we're dedicating this to them, I mean, all vets appreciate that, you know. And and I think the ones who are looking down at us the, were chuckling as well. Yeah. you know, And then after that, so we made a dedication. We you know we hiked back down. And somebody the... had to
2: film it. Right. That was me.
5: I filmed that one because yeah. there was no way I was getting in the pink unicorn. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, I'm too yeah, sophisticated yeah. for that. Right. I left it for the Marines. You know? <laughs> they have no
2: scruples. So yeah.
5: So then we we, we, we hiked back down the mountain. We went up and down one day. It was 15 hours. And then we start went to you know Lake Champlain and in the, in the Champlain Locks the next day. Okay. And just from there we paddle all the way down to New York City. You know. How many miles
2: it, is that river? On the river. So here? the
5: trip is 315 miles. How long um, did it take you? It took twenty six days. Oh my! But that was because we, you know, so it was awareness trip from there. So, yeah, so we you, had several stops. You stopped stop, stopped, talk way, to yeah. people about yeah. the mission, and one or two rest days in there because it was tough. You know, sure. when I'm not as young as I used to be, so. And
2: and and all those, what did, did you camp along the way?
5: Yeah, we, we were in the dirt. We we're um, you know, so we slept on the side of the creek. We slept in some of the the um, the grounds of the locks, um, the very last lock we um, you know, comes out in Troy, New York. Okay. Um, so we came through the lock, and then there's a um, there's a public um, floating dock there. Oh, okay. So we <laughs> so we slept on the dock. Wow. Yeah. You know, so that was that was an interesting. One. And then from there, you know, we, we paddled down to Albany, um, and that's where we met. Our what was the name
2: boat. name of the event?
5: Vets on Water.
2: Right. Vets on Water. Vets
5: on Water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we went to Albany, and that was our first. Where we your first talk, but that's where we met my sailboat. Had two okay. uh, crusty old Vietnam vets who piloted the sailboat, sleeping in the dirt to five guys sleeping on the sailboat. It was tough. The sailboat's not that big. You know what it reminded the of? Uh, being deployed. Because you're, you're sure. tight quarters, you know, you you stink, you're tired, you're
2: dirty. Well, you I was know. in the Air Force, so I didn't oh, you wouldn't the, know anything about I didn't that. didn't have thing, anything yeah,
5: about yeah, that. Yeah. So, so watch, you know, so, so the real military guys. <laughs> We, we, it was a, it was familiar for us. Yeah, yes. It was familiar for us. Yeah. So we did have a navy guy there, so you know, so and the rest were you, know, marines and, and well, all. Well, the
2: navy's the guys that give the marines a ride to wherever they have.
1: And
5: them. that's what happened here. You know, he, so he's the he was the captain and the cook. So <laughs> and he didn't kill us. I think he tried a couple of times with the food, but we did survive. So how
2: many stops did you make going down the river there? I
5: mean, five or six, I think, where did, we did appearances. Yeah. So. And, and,
2: and was it well attended?
5: Yeah, so Albany was the first one, and we we had a great crowd up there, but it wasn't the the crowd that we wanted. But that, that was COVID. But this was supposed to happen in June. I, I postponed it because of COVID, and it was just there was weren't sure how we're gonna how the heck are you supposed to get old, you know people out on the water and people who attend these functions
2: yeah, yeah, when yeah. we're not
5: supposed to you know we're supposed to social distance. Right, right. Came extremely close to to canceling and you know postponing to be, to, to next year, and right. then I was like, you know what, no. This was the time, you know, with Veteran Two suicides up twenty percent right now because of COVID up, yep. possibly up to thirty percent. You know, don't don't go in between so twenty it's and 30%. more than twenty two a day. So twenty two a day, that's is the number everyone recognizes. Yes, twenty two veterans a day. The reality of it, it's between seventeen and I, I, I believe thirty. It fluctuates heavily, you know. So yes. that now during COVID, it's, it's increased. Up. Sure. So we had to get them. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. just we modified the best that we could so attendance wasn't as high as it could have been which is why we had all those silly posts that we did on social media just yeah, so, yeah. so everyone could see the trip but as we came down the river as the further we came down the more the, the more the attendance grew and the more people that came out to support and it was uh, did somebody it was wonderful have,
2: did somebody uh, consider putting it together as a film for youtube or something
5: he said there's a lot of people that did that want to It'll happen. We've got one vet that we've met. That's he's he actually just retired as a documentary filmmaker. Oh yeah. in a like this, but uh, cool. I am still. We're we in November now. Yeah. Um, so the biggest mistake I made of the whole trip was actually walking away from the office for a month. Yeah. You know, because now I mean we're great. Now we're you're doing well. To catch up, right? I am still trying to catch up. In fact, this is really my first. Okay. We're, we're meeting with the with the great folks at the Veteran Service Agency here in Osceola County later on today. Yeah. That's that's my first meeting since I Yeah, I was that. gonna
2: ask Gavin to nail one of your feet to the floor so we could get together.
5: I'll whine about it, but I have no right to whine about right. it. We have become right. so busy and and so many folks, community members wanna start participating and working with the veterans that great I've got no you know, I will do the seven days a
2: week. Does your does that's your wife stuff. and your family understand? They don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> So, so
5: it's not great with the family; they they don't understand all the time. I get it, but they do. You know, they, they do support what I'm doing. Yeah. you know, and they've getting they're accustomed to my hours now.
2: Shall we go? Uh, Absolutely. Look at the sawdust. So we are now in the workshop, which is about how many square feet would you say this is? Uh, Forty-seven
5: hundred.
2: Forty-seven hundred square feet, and I'm looking at maybe six boats in various stages of construction. When do they come here? So we give
5: the, when we, at the end of each program, we, we try to accommodate the veterans as much as we can so they kind of make the schedule. Okay. But for this one, it's Mondays and Wednesdays. And you got
2: yourself and another guy to supervise?
5: Yep, so I've, because of all the other programs now and I'm the executive director, um, I've, as much as I love this stuff, I don't have the time. Um, so I'm I'm always here, you know. I love yeah, hanging out with the yeah. guys, and I've got a, a new workshop manager that I'm actually training to, to, to work on the boats with the veterans. Oh, okay. So now
2: this this boat here is a little different. This is so this is actually a dory. That's so a dory. Is, okay. This
5: is the first one that that we're building. Um, the type of construction is called stitch and glue. So these actually get to t- tied together with wire, and then we use epoxy and fiberglass. And that's how we seal the joints and make it. It's forty-two pounds when complete. That's it. For this one. This one's gonna be a little bit heavier for the first one. The guy who's building this, another a Vietnam era vet, great guy. Um but he built it so he can go paddling with his wife. Okay. So we got a little fancy on this one. So like this here, he's got this is cherry. Right. This is ripped cherry. Yep. Live edge cherry for his seat. Yes. And then we ripped it, so he's got maple in here. Put a piece of maple in the middle. Yep. Very nice. And the same
2: thing up here with his with the
5: chines and stuff.
2: That's a beautiful piece of work. And he now, how this will this that be finished ultimately? I mean, in, ter- so, in terms of paint or no? no. St- so what he wants to do is, you know, so if, what the next
5: stage in this was once once we finish dry fitting all the all the um, all the wood and then there's another seat that's going in at the end. Yeah. This will get epoxy to waterproof the wood, and then we'll do. He wants to do a clear coat on it. So, nice. So Keep the beauty caps. of the wood, yeah, yeah, yeah. And once we when you, that when with this cherry, yeah, when when we when we put the oh, ice, that's gonna oh pop! My God, it's yeah,
2: gonna it's beautiful, pop. beautiful, it's so gorgeous, beautiful.
5: So all the the kayak builders actually were jealous.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: well, I mean, you know, and, and it is for some of these guys, they'll go on and do other stuff probably. with oh, yeah. wood, you know.
5: Well, that's the so. thing. Some guys come back. Um, most of the veterans that come through the program never leave. In um, one way, form or the other, they they come and, and they volunteer so at the center.
2: Do you have any a story of how somebody came, who really had a lot of problems, and through this program they were able to yep. to find their way and, and go on with life successfully? Yes. Or as successfully as they can. Yes.
5: Yes. Tell us. Um, anonymity is is, is extremely yeah. big here so i'm gonna be vague yeah sure. very vague that's what i um, expect but we've we've got a vet that that came through just as he was coming out of service he lost his wife also lost a friend in combat okay i um, just devastated it was a really bad place in his life came here because th- this was his home yeah. and um, he was referred to us by you know by a great organization and just you know, you know, we we did our work, and our work is just being veterans, yeah. you know, and we we're there for them, we're comrades and and friends, yeah. and um, over time, you saw the life come back into them, okay. you know, you saw the confidence return, met a beautiful woman, there's a dad now, has a excellent job, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got a lot of those stories, but that. So,
2: like, like the one good shot in a golf game. At least that's my that's thing. That's exactly, got, right? exactly. Every once in a while. Yeah, and, and that's what keeps you coming back.
5: We've got many of them, but this guy is—he's a sweetheart. Yeah, you know, he's, he's a gentle soul. I don't know many people that would be able to get through the, the knocks that he took.
2: Yeah.
5: And here he is.
2: On the topic of veteran suicide, because that's foremost in minds today, many yeah. minds. What do you think we're missing, or what do you think the country needs to do to at least cut way down on it?
5: What we're starting to do now, and it's one of the reasons that, you know, that this, this is here um, and, and why we started it, because we've all lost folks to suicide. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. I mean, there are so many different programs. There are so many different folks that care. There's community members, veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Service after service after service after service. Right. Many of these vets don't—they have no clue, and that's part of what that Vets on Water trip was. It was a trip for awareness so Raise they awareness. could see yeah. all the different organizations that were there for them, so they could see the community members that were there for them. Yeah. To me, that's thats the biggest thing. I mean, uh, in organizationally, it's networking and communication between all the different organizations. Hey, listen, I've got, I know this knucklehead who builds kayaks with veterans. Yeah. Send them there. Hey, listen. I know this this organization that's got a great mental health program. Maybe a good fit for your veteran. Yeah. It's that. It's the communication. It's the referrals. It's the resources. It's all of us coming together, putting all the the challenges that we have of working together aside, right? Because right. everyone's fighting for the same grants. Everyone's fighting for this. Everyone's trying to survive, especially right now during COVID. Yeah. You know, the, the Your whole mission should be getting. Should be the. Put yourself out of business right you know? and if that's not your mission there's a conflict there. yeah, yeah, yeah so that's how we approach it so it's you go i don't care what you do what it is who you're affiliated with if you've got something for one of my veterans that may bring them back to where they they need to be yeah. i'll work with you i will share your organization i will tell everyone about what you're doing yeah. and and that's what we need to do that's what's missing but it's changing you know, we we work with local government organizations. They work with us. Everyone sees the need that this is a it's an, it's an epidemic. It's a crisis. This is what we need to do: come together, start working, share.
2: One of the things that I've been <clears throat> trying to do because it 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 has been on my mind for a while, and it came to light at one of the recent virtual Hudson Valley Veterans Task Force meetings that we had. Great, great group. And they were talking about uh, a homeless veteran. They found him a place to go, but there were various problems because the people that ran that particular shelter didn't understand veterans, and he left there, and it was just a a mess. And one of the folks in the group, and I don't remember, it doesn't matter who it was, said, well, I'm available 24 hours a day, and somebody else said, well, who knows that? Yep. So I proffered to Senator Metzger the idea that the state – should have a directory mm-hmm. for every county of the organizations.
5: Come to us because we have that. We've been working on that resource list for, for several months now. Veteran Task force, Hudson Valley Veteran Task Force, yeah. they were my inspiration to do this. Yeah. It. In the beginning I was just a freaking guy who wanted to build kayak with vets. Yeah. When I saw what they were doing down there, yeah. I was wondering why wasn't that here? And just with fortune and and luck and and you know genuine care from from the leadership in Ulster County, things just you know again we we're, we all work together now with the, the VSA and we are you know we're partners we're community partners when Terrific. it comes to the veterans so it's good.
2: Well, Kevin Keevney is the guy at the top right now of the Hudson Valley Center for Veterans Re- Reintegration, and it's uh, really appreciate your time. And I think this is going to be uh, appreciated by our listeners as well. Well, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Send us your vets. Okay. (laughs) If you would like more information about the Hudson Valley Center for Veterans Reintegration and their programs, give Kevin a call at 845-481-4004 or check them out at hvcvr.org. You're listening to Let's Talk Vets on Radio Catskill, WJFF. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Sandberg. Glad you could join us tonight. Some of you may be familiar with the Veterans Art Showcase held annually at the FDR Library in Hyde Park. And we've discussed on this program how creativity is a key to healing. This is an opportunity to celebrate the talents of many of the vets and perhaps pick up some ideas for yourself. So, as you might suspect, this year is virtual. They kicked off the eighth annual Veterans Arts Showcase virtually online on November 21st. Uh, you can check that out. I believe it's still uh, up at veteransartshowcase.org. Now, a while ago, we interviewed a gentleman by the name of Bill Wetzel, who's director of Rumshock Foundation. This organization is developing Victory Village. A self sustaining tiny home community for veterans. Okay, good afternoon and welcome Roxanne, who is the treasurer of the Rumshock Veterans Foundation. And uh, this foundation is devoted to putting together a remarkable place called Victory Village, which is going to be a place for veterans um, to come and to live and to work. Just recap what Rumshock and Victory Village is all about, Roxanne.
7: Um, well, Rumshock. This uh, Victory Village basically has four components to it. It will be a tiny home community. There will be hydroponics farming uh, maintained by the village residents. There will also be Victory Transportation, which will help to assist the residents, as well as other veterans in the area in making appointments to their healthcare providers and other necessities. And then the last component will be an e-waste recycling program which will involve the recovery of materials to be used in future production. The veterans will have a place to live as well as a place to work. And the whole goal of the village is to provide a self-sustaining community to help veterans to heal and to become accepted and contributing members of society. We're still looking for a piece of property. Really we're looking for anything over five acres. Senator Jen Metzger awarded Rumshock a $400,000 grant to purchase land. Uh, We're just waiting for the paperwork and the check to flow through. But in the meantime, we're looking for property that will accommodate everything we need. And we're really trying to keep it right in Orange County.
2: And this is a really great idea because the veterans will not, uh, they will not own the homes, but they won't pay rent. They're going to work for their rent. I guess it's an exchange That's of sorts, correct. huh?
7: That's correct. It's an exchange program for living in Each one will have rent-free, a tiny home to live in, and then they'll work to compensate for the expense of the house.
2: What a great idea. Refresh my memory. How many uh, units are we looking at, or how many people are we looking at ultimately to accommodate?
7: Well, we wanted to start out with at least six to nine homes and then build on that. You It know, really depends on how much property we could find. On a five-acre property, we probably could put 12 homes and then the center for where all the work will be done.
2: When I was talking to Bill on the original interview we heard you know, some months back now, uh, he mentioned that you already had a customer for your produce that you're going to be growing in the hydrophonic uh, plant.
7: Yes, Bill has been working with a lot of the local supermarkets, and uh, he has gotten commitments from them, but until we actually get producing, no paperwork has really been signed for that yet.
2: Well, look, I want to thank you very much. Hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving safely, and uh, our listeners, I'm sure, appreciate the update, and uh, we'll be looking for more news as you find the land and construction progresses.
7: Great, thank you. You have a great Thanksgiving too.
2: Thank you Roxanne, bye. Well tomorrow is Thanksgiving and we should all reflect on the blessings of living in this great country. But as is often been said, freedom ain't free. We may be ideologically divided, but our system of government has served us well since its inception. It was designed with checks and balances to prevent what Jefferson termed the tyranny of the majority. It appears that Joe Biden will be our next president, and given the extreme division in Congress and the country, we will indeed witness a test of the wisdom of our founding fathers. I would simply ask every citizen to remember the extreme sacrifice our service members have made since the Revolutionary War expressly to preserve our freedoms and our way of life. We owe it to all of them and to all who made the ultimate sacrifice to let the system work. I believe at the end of the day, the dust will settle and our system will work as it always has. That's about it for us tonight. We wish to acknowledge the following people and organizations that made this show possible. Don Shaw, Director of the VA Hudson Valley Healthcare System. Kevin Keevney, Executive Director, Hudson Valley Center for Veterans Reintegration. Roxanne Lopilato, Treasurer of the Rumshock Foundation. And to you for joining us on Let's Talk Vets. Please let your friends know about this program and share with us your comments and suggestions for future shows. Also, send us your upcoming events so we may get them on the air, both in our normal public service announcement segments and this program. You can email me at vets at wjffradio.org or leave us a voicemail at 845 431 6,500. Until our next formation, I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your service. Company dismissed. We're going to leave you tonight with an iconic piece of music by Lee Greenwood, which is almost as familiar as the national anthem. Good night.
6: Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd worked for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife Thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to L.A., there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say, today, cause there ain't no doubt I love this land, God bless the USA, and I'm proud to be Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the you
1: Support comes from the Women's Health Center in Homesdale, Hamlin, Waymart, Carbondale and Lords Valley in Pennsylvania. Physicians and certified midwives who deliver. The Women's Health Center is a Wayne Memorial Community Health Center, WMH.org. Support for WJFF Radio Catskill comes from the River Reporter newspaper in Narrowsburg, New York, riverreporter.com, and from listener donations at wjffradio.org.
0: This is Jay Unger
1: and Molly Mason inviting you to tune in to Harvest Home,
6: a cornucopia of American roots music for Thanksgiving and autumn.
7: You'll hear folk, blues, bluegrass, swing, and more.
6: Some fine
7: singing. And great picking for the harvest season.
0: Harvest Home with Jay and Molly, a Thanksgiving tradition on Radio Catskill. Thanksgiving afternoon at 2.
3: WJFF Jeffersonville
7: W233AH Monticello This is Radio Catskill Celebrating 30 years of public radio